Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, pack your playlist. Set your sleep timers to th- 60 minutes or less. Because it's time for the podcast that puts the lulls and lullabies. Thanks, Blair. It's time for Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. And our good friend Jonathan Mann uh, has launched a podcast over over at the tr- as, as a ongoing serial series on the Truth Podcast over at thetruthpodcast.com. And that's where you could subscribe to catch the first premiere pilot episode of Song and Knots. And I, I got to listen to it on my first plane ride last week, and it's beyond delightful. But let me let, let our mystery bar tilt your taste buds a little bit more. Doctor Who, Adventure Time, and Steven Universe. I love these shows so much. That it hurts. Take these influences, and what have you got? A series on the Truth Podcast, Song of Knots, because everything I am, everything I'll be, I put into the songs I write and give it freely. The Song of Knots on the Truth Podcast. So get over there, tell your friends, subscribe to truthpodcast.com, subscribe to Song and Nuts, then tell your friends about it. I tell your neighbors, check out Song and Nuts. And I had a, had a tough week last week, but uh, some positives I took out of uh, my week was that uh, it's really helped me refocus on what's in my control and out of my control with the podcast. I'm going to keep trying to make the best shows I can. But I have to find a way to make the show sustainable because it isn't right now. And so I, I, I need to ask for your help because this part is out of my control. It's all in your hands, the listeners' hands from here on out. Uh, so if we have any sponsors on the show, I really need to ask you to support those sponsors. If it's signing up for a trial or you think you're interested in their product, check out their product. And the other thing is to support us on Patreon because uh, right now Patreon is... the uh, uh, what's going to allow us to keep making this show at least over the next six to 12 months. And believe it or not, if even if uh, 10% of listeners were supporting the show at uh, $3 a month over at sleepingmepodcast.com slash patron, I could easily make uh, uh, 12 shows a month and I could work on this sh- part podcast full time. But we're pretty far short of that, which I understand. Uh, but if you're hearing this over the next three months, this is going to be uh where the future of the podcast is in your hands. To keep making 12 episodes a month, I have to get pretty close to 10%. And maybe that'll take six months. But we need to at least bring in 300 listeners a month uh, in order for, for, for the show to keep keep going at 12 episodes. So if you can go to sleepwithmepodcast.com slash patron and support the show just to give you an idea we're below two percent uh participation so if you if you rely on the show to fall asleep if you enjoy the show and you can spare a couple bucks a month if you get that much value out of the show i really want to keep making it and that's my priority is always doing the best show i can but i can't do i can't keep making 12 episodes a month and working my full-time job and i hate to have to keep asking like this but but it, if it's a difference between stopping i don't want to stop making the show 12 times a month uh just to give everyone an idea my goal is by the end of june to have 2000 patreon supporters and that would just allow me to work on the show part-time uh but that would at least uh take some of the pressure off so i can find a way to keep, keep making the shows 
And if there's a better way I can ask or do this, um, or, or something else, but, uh, uh, I, I just want everybody to know it's like, geez, this is a priority now is maintaining some kind of balance around the show and, but, but finding a way to sustain the podcast. So if you're thinking about donating, please don't wait. Just go to sleepmovepodcast.com slash patron. And that's it. Let's get on to the show. Hey, you all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it the bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what I'm going to do is create a safe place, you know, much like the flickering flame of a flameless candle. If you have a fully charged batteries in there, I guess that's not very uh, creative. But what we do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's been keeping you up, tossing, turning. Whether it's overthinking, you know, phys- any physical sensations, anything you're going through emotionally or you're feeling, uh, whether you're traveling, you're on a friggin' plane. Uh, you get whatever noisy neighbors, noisy partners, whatever it is. I'm gonna try to take your mind off of that. And the way I'm gonna do is I'm gonna send my voice across the deep dark night here, and, and it gets a friendly intention to put you to sleep. And I, I'm always looking for a, a short or a reasonably straightforward way to explain how the podcast works in the intros. Thus far, 370 something episodes. Uh, I think uh, I'm not concise, and I say, "Well, that's why it works," you know. But but why do I use ECG? Well, that's a loaded term, deep dark night. And I would say, "Well, it's not just not the night, not K N I G H T night foundation, N G I G N N I G N I G H T, right? Is that how you spell it?" You know, and it's, I guess it's not, it's metaphorical and true, you know, when it's dark outside and you're lying down and things start to get quiet all around. But then suddenly you get the sense, geez, there's a sense of unease there, maybe. Or you start to hear things you weren't aware of, whether they're outside noises or there are parts of your personality or your brain or your feelings that say, oh, boy, things are quieting down now because I've had a lot of stuff I've been wanting to get on your case about today, but you've been so distracted. And those of you that go through that, you'd say, well, geez, and that's just the twilight of the deep, dark night, which my, my already one part of my brain is pointing out, well, it can't be the deep. If it's twilight, then it's not part of the deep. And I say, okay, thank you. I'm doing the podcast. Could you save that for my bedtime, please? Thank you. Noted. Because uh, once you start to de- descend into that kind of, I think that's what circular thinking is. I- I'd prefer if they call it ovular thinking, uh, just because it seems, you know, I don't know. Is, is anything really round anymore? <laughs> I don't know. You talk about loaded statements. GCC. Well, yeah, they, they don't have, I, I don't know. I, I guess I can't even find a protest that would say, of course it's round. Smiley faces are round, silly goose. They say, oh boy, wh- where do we get the, uh, where'd that optimist come from? Oh no, I'm just the, I'm your internal emoticon lover. 
Okay, hopefully you will be rendered obsolete in like two years. No offense, I realize you're part of my personality. Maybe you'll adapt. But I think, no offense, I could do fine without a... Well, you have 14 emoticon critics, you know. I'm just trying to counterbalance things. Okay, anyway, you know, you know I'm doing a podcast here, so I'm trying to keep everything under control. So if, 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 if your bedtime gets anything like that, and then it starts to get into that ovular thinking is what I was saying... Where you just could, you say, geez, I don't know how I'm going to fall asleep. I got all this stuff. And, and then that's when it can feel like the deep, dark night, at least for me. And then you you uh, you, you start to feel some pressure. Well, this podcast, uh, so so we don't descend any further into that. Oh, could we use a smiley face emoticon here to symbol a change in mood? No, I didn't realize you had a speaking role in this podcast because it's actually, no offense, it's, oh, God, you're part of my brain, though. Correct. We we could use one with the uh, with with the uh, the shiny cheeks. How about one with shiny cheeks? Let me take a look in here. Okay, yeah. Can you dig through and can you index some emoticons for me? And I'll, I'll come back to you because I, I I gotta get this. I gotta get through this intro. And okay, hey everybody, I'm back. Uh, so instead of like uh, I, I instead I come in. This is the service I offer, and it's an optional service. Doesn't work for everybody. And you're in, under no obligation for it to work for you. I'm not going to pressure you to fall asleep. There's not a right or wrong way to use this podcast. In fact, if you want to bring some cheery emoticons, I'm just uh, I'm just pandering right now to the podcast. You know, there's not a wrong way to do that either. Nodding, uh, I'm nodding amusingly uh, to confirm my past statement there, because you know you don't need to fall asleep. You don't need to really listen. But you can do either one of those. Like, I'm going to go here. I'm going to tell a little story. I'm going to get well, I'm gonna get through this intro. I still have to address this uh, optimistic emoticon issue, which I didn't even realize. It was a, and I don't want to spend any time in therapy dealing with this because I don't think I need to with Cheerio. Oh, I like that. Is that a cat with flowers? Oh, I love it. Oh, you want to call it a hat because it's a human cat. How about an e to e e can you think of a word that combines emoticon, human, and cat, and they get back to me? I'll be, be honest. I've had, like, minor emoticon distractions, but never on this level, so I apologize because this is— it isn't unprofessional for this podcast, but I, I didn't even know I had any optimistic— I mean, luckily it's attached to something, like I said, that'll be obsolete in a few years. Oh, no, I, I'm just kidding. You know, who—what could possibly— Replace emoticons, you're right, of course. And this is how the podcast works. You know, I I have these certain, I don't know, I guess I have like, you know when the traffic signals, you can't tell, like, you know when you get to a traffic signal and it's working normally, you don't really pay attention. And then if it's totally malfunctioning, it's blinking, right? So then you say, okay, I got to deal with these other people, but I'll get through it. Uh, but you know when you get to a traffic signal and you're not, it's malfunctioning, but you're not sure. You're like, geez, that, was that light fast? Is it, you're like, man, is this red, have I been at this red light for 10 minutes or one minute? I don't know. And you're like, geez, I don't, that, that's how my brain, can, or that's how I, oh boy, now I'm getting into the I, who am I, but. That's how it feels like to have my brain. I'm like, what, is that a malfunction? I just spent eight, eight minutes talking to some internal emoticon lover. 
That I also love. Yes. Oh, good job. I like that one, too. Is that a uh, a cat fox human? A motocat. A motocat. There we go. Maybe I'll call you my internal motocat. Uh, but, uh, normally, I don't get quite bogged down by this, but the whole journey of the podcast kind of be nice, as you can see, to all parts of you. Welcoming. I try to treat, you know, whether you have an, an, an itchy something, a noisy neighbor, an internal motocon lover, a 10 internal motocon, 11 you have now, because there's an, there's now an internal part of you criticizing me. Ele- well, 10 emoticon critics and one emoticon lover, internal emoticon lover critic. Internal emoticon lover crew is too, yeah. If you have those kind of issues and they get exacerb- exacerbated at bedtime... I'm going to try to take your mind off of this. If this is your first time here, I, I, I had planned on getting to a point quicker than normal just as a test. I said, hey, I wonder if I, how fast I could get to the point. I'm not kidding. And now, oh, I like that. That one has hearts for eyes. Oh, that's an entire, you just you just bought an emoticon pack with hearts for eyes. Great. Oh, actually, I do like that one. It's blowing bubbles, uh, heart bubbles. I like that one. So, yeah, let's go with that one. Yeah, okay, okay. And thank you so much for your help with that. Yeah, that's that's the official Moticon of the podcast now, Moticat. Thank you. Yeah, you can get back in my brain now, and I'll try to repress you until until bedtime. Thanks. Oh, boy. So the whole idea of the podcast is to kind of take your mind off stuff. As you can see, you know, nothing to take seriously. You see, you, you could say you could say this is a trifle. I'm not sure I'm using that in the correct context because I was like a picture of my brain is strange, uh, half human, half animal emoticons with hearts for its eyes. And I'm sure the puffy sticker barons of the 1980s and the scratch and sniff sticker barons said, oh, no, you know, the, the people will never get sick of uh, puffy stickers and scratch and sniff snickers. I can't. That's a that's a mouthful. Scratch and sniff stickers. So don't worry, Mordecai Barons. You know your 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 Baronhood is uh, safe for sure. And parts of my brain relying on emoticons to to you know, so I can avoid avoid real emotions. Thank you. So uh, welcome. I hope I can help you fall asleep. Now, if you can't sleep, here's the other side of the podcast. I'll be here for 45 more minutes, giving it my all. Uh, trying to tell you a little bit of a story, take your mind off of stuff. So I really appreciate your time, and I really hope I can help you fall asleep. Uh, thanks for stopping by. And I guess, yeah, I, I got a moto brain, a motocat brain, because it's, yeah, it's like the cat is chasing. Well, I guess that's what we could do when the motocons stop working is we'll get laser projected. You know what cats would love more? You know, hey, entrepreneur, what is entrepreneurs? Uh, if you could take your laser pointer technology and put a, once emoticons, you know, they say, well, we're just going to sell all these emoticons for a nickel. You know, just put it in a laser pointer. And then the cat will love that even more than just a, a laser dot. It could chase around a little mouse with hearts for its eyes. And I guess I'm that. I'm the laser pointer for all the parts of your brain that are pestering you or whatever is keeping you up at night. I am the distraction that they can chase around, but it all happens in slow motion. So again, 
Uh, thank you so much for giving this a shot. I realize this is an abnormal thing. It's not abnormal to have sleep problems, though, and that's why I want to help. So let's give it a shot. What do you say? And let's get on the show. Right, housekeeping. We're on the web, www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. Older episodes are on our website. You can comment on our website. You can email me feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can get me on Twitter at Dear Scooter or on Facebook at Sleep With Me uh, Podcast, I believe. Uh, if you want to support the show, uh, you can do that at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash uh, patron. You know, we're always looking we're, we're looking for, uh, I, don't, I don't know what I said. I think I'm doing this a week and a half at a time. But if you can support the show at a couple dollars a month, you get a value out of it. would be great. I want to thank Chris Posty Posterson from Sounds Like an Earful, who edited this episode and does the theme music. I want to thank Scotty and Jennifer on our, on our, on our artwork. I want to thank Jonathan Mann on our lullabies. I want to thank uh, our moderators over at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash nods. That's our Facebook group. I want to thank Rachel L to the G, Julie C, Lida Lie, Jennifer B, Alexandra, and Laura. And I want to thank Latitude on our subreddit. And that is it. Let's get on with the show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of uh, Get Best. So it's a tale Richard Warren Sears and James Cash Penny once retail. Re- retail. Empire, you know, founders of retail empires. Uh, when we first met them, their fortunes had changed in being uh, earthbound mammals, and they had gone onto another plane of existence in a place called uh, Limbo or Purgatory. And they were there. It was a real boring place. I don't think I pointed that out before. Uh, tea and toast were your only forms of consumption. And there wasn't, you could only get like gray market entertainment. Uh, Richard Warren Sears was one of the few people brave enough to do that or silly enough. You know, you say, well, geez, you're not told this is impermanent. So why would you break the rules? But he said, I want a newspapers. And at some point that newspaper getting caught up with him because he started to get irritated about this guy. He read about Jeff Bissell's. And he said, I got to get down to earth and deal with this character. He's crushing our retail empires. And he, he was just happened to be best friends with James Cash Penny. And somehow, again, he slipped somebody, you know, a couple bucks or something. And they they got out of purgatory, got down to earth, set on a quest to, you know, f- fix this wagon or whatever they say. Uh, GIFs. And they, once they met him. They think circumstances also aligned, so they all became kind of friends, or at least uh, worked together. Somehow, those circumstances also ended up in them running, uh, well, hell was destroyed. They ended up kind of starting a second version of Hell, Hell 2.0. And that was the first season. The second season, uh, things in hell, they had kind of come up with a solution where they said, well, geez, if we're going to do hell, you know, we're three, you know, business types. Let's really do it up. Uh, so as far as I could tell, they came up with this idea called the uh, Guardian Devil Initiative, where they said they released all, they didn't release them. They said they took all the, uh, whatever, not the residents of hell, I guess the, the assigned souls or something. Again, don't, don't, don't quote me. I'm not a theologian sent those all back to Earth. They said, hey, why don't you, you know, instruct, uh, that did not work. Uh, human population crashed. 
there's one uh, civilization left that we know of. It's uh, ultra-modern, near-utopia. Now, a small wrinkle in that, you know, you hear near-utopia, you think it'd be great to live in. Now, for the residents, but if you're running hell and you have a combination of a, of a population crash and then uh, near utopia, it, it kind of slows business down. Also, I say this every time, if you're having any faith crises, this is due to, uh, 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 what do you call that, uh, supreme beings on uh, sabbatical or extended vacation. Hey, probably sabbatical, you know, say, well, geez, let me learn French or whatever you, else you do on sabbatical. You know, let me, let me let me learn about the Dutch masters. I mean, you say, well, do And I say, okay, you do, don't overthink it, okay? Sabbatical. Supreme beings on sabbatical. And then you may say supreme beings. I say, okay, supreme beings are on sabbatical, whatever it is, okay? So that expl- that pretty much all, that explains a lot of things. So there, in the, that stead, the secondary beings running things, They've decided to get rid of hell. They said, well, what, you know, this is really making us look bad when the supreme being or beings get back. And they want to say, well, geez, you know, we want to talk about Vermeer. They say, what, what's going on on Earth? So they said, let's just, and then in the last episode, they said, you know, what? Well, let's just get rid of hell. Let's get rid of Earth. We got plenty of other viable planets. And again, I don't know how they're pitching this up there. I'm not, I'm not party. Clearly, if you listen to Spycast, you know, Scooter and uh, uh, you say, okay, yeah, I'm much more familiar with hell. Let's just, let's just, put, you know, lay the cards on the table. I have an intimate now. No, I'm a hell hobbyist, you know, and I guess that's not, that's not a joke. And you say, he's a hell of a hobbyist. No, no, I'm a hell hobbyist. You're a hell lobbyist. No, hell hobbyist. Well, not more, no, I guess not, because I don't do, well, no, I've read some stuff, so, uh, oh boy, that took us off, but so, now everyone's in a panic, right, so at some point, Jif said, R.W. and James, go to this Bessos, that's the name of the modern, ultra-modern, near-utopia, find some sinners, that didn't work so far, so now they got word they're getting rid of all Earth, all of our humanity, and you say, well, that's not very angel-like. And you say, well, geez, we can't, God, you know, but don't put, let's put ourselves in the angel sandals before we judge their, you know, moves. But uh, I'd say, yeah, I don't, I don't exactly appreciate it either. But I'm not going to say that out loud because I did last week and I got smoted, just a tiny smote. It was a area area of general irritation. So where where do we stand right now? Right now. Uh, James Cashpenny and Richard Warren Sears, they're trying to figure stuff out in Bessos, the city, the near utopia, but they haven't really figured anything out yet. R.W. may be in crush or love with someone. And James has kind of stirred up some trouble because there, you, if, it's, if it's a utopia, you have to participate in it. That seems to be their main law. Like, are you a participating member in our society Yes or no? And he said, well, I'd rather think about it. And that kind of caused people to say, well, geez, I'd like to think about it too. So that's trouble. So some trouble. Uh, but So right now, I better turn it over to the narrator. I don't know what I'm thinking. I'm going to be paying this narrator. Uh, 
and the narrator has this rule uh, said, well, I'm an artist, so you can't be here when I'm narrating the show. And he said, well, that just ev- evaporates my trust in you. And I said, well, and I said, well, I, I'd rather, I'd, I need a break anyway. So I'm just going to turn it over to the narrator. Any questions, go ahead and email me. You know, but, uh, I mean, I pretty much did my, did my best to explain them there. So I don't know. Just, just let's, yeah, I just want to get those expectations realistic before you do email me. All right, uh, it's time for another episode of Get Bessos. Well, hello, everyone. This is the narrator. And, oh, boy, I think that that young man had a little bit too much, uh, I don't know which one it is, uh, dopamine or, uh, bleh, bleh. yeah, but he, he, he was a little bit, uh, he said, hey, just scoot, scoot on out, Scoots. Uh, I got this. I'm the, uh, I'm your narrator reporting for duty. But I'm also supposed to get get to the point here. And it, welcome to a little interlude, I would say, because uh, we're taking a trip away from Bessos for for just a, a few few short moments or so. And we're following the, uh, I, I want to say, spectral trail. It sounds very, like, in the... Uh, I don't know how they did it in Star Trek now, but the dematerializing and rematerializing and showing that's what's happening with Skiffy, you'll remember. He vanished out of the ride last episode. The podcast man uh, forgot to mention that. Uh, the most pressing issue in the last episode was they were they, R.W., Richard Warren, Sears, James Cash Penny. I wish he was here watching because you can see when I slow down here. And their friend uh, Flagolas, I believe, plate glass, they call him, or Skiffy, because he used to skiff around uh, the river uh, with the Solon back, back in Hell 1.0, original, original Hell, OH. Now, he had come across from Hell to Hell. Anyway, that's, that's his territory, the Padman's, but he was the one who warned them, hey, the angels are going to get rid of Earth and hell, or both, depending. You say, well, isn't it hell? Is it hell in the middle of Earth? Or, you know, is it, you know, is it a place or a thing? Or, and they say, just don't worry about it. You know, let's say they're the same. Let's say it's within Earth, because that is a more broader term. And you say, well, it's not really in and within. Within, when you say it like this, within if you'd say hell is within earth, well, that could even be interpreted. Within earth is hell, then you're in trouble. But hell is within earth. And, and you can't really stop to explain it because that kind of kills the thing. You know, the Podman also writes the narration, by the way. I mean, I try to smooth it out. But so, oh boy, I got yeah, he, he's rubbing off on me. So... Flake glass, flake glass. He traveled back to hell. That's the spectral trail I was trying to set up before. I was taken off. My, you know, I was trying to create some imagery of a spectral trail of mystical energy traveling from Earth within Earth to. You're right, it doesn't work across uh, planes of existence 
into heck, hell, into hell. And he's returning there to communicate to Jif, and I think you'll pick up on the rest of it. And Jif is busy prepping things and being, he's a, he's a little bit of tightly wound, but in a good way, because it uh, tightly wound, not too tightly wound, I would say, tight, just tightly wound. You know, like one of those wind-up cars they give kids sometimes. And it just doesn't seem possible not to too tightly wound it at some point. So he, he well, I guess that's a bit but across time and space, we return, we return to hell. The spectral trail leaves the lush valley of Bessos. This is probably how I should have done it. And travels across what is left of uh, the continents of Earth. And then suddenly we see the Red Baron Canyon of where we we were, our story had started a cold and also at the same time irritatingly warm wind blows and it is eerily silent for a place you'd expect to be noisy because it's empty and we see our spectral trail crossing the hard floor and heading uh, towards a man we see in the distance working in on the ground with a stick, drawing, motioning, scraping back out, stomping, brushing with back with his hands, drawing again. Oh, he just did it. I don't know if he's, is he by hand, is he uh, left-handed or right-handed with this stick? I don't know that he has a dominant hand, he's so good. Uh, making calculations, and then, not suddenly, not instantly, but not slowly either, appearing at his side is Flagloss, a.k.a. Plate Glass, a.k.a. Skiffy, and we join them. Okay, so I'll just, uh, if I take that there, and re... Oh, what's that? Oh, oh, Skiffy, Skiffy, is that you rematerializing instantly before my eyes? Oh, Jeff, it's me. Oh, oh, I, I'm returned from... You know, the, the ride has Skiffs. I, I forgot to take my Skiff pole with me. Oh, sorry, Skiffy, I should have told... Well, they need the Skiff poles for the ride anyway. I think they're... Uh, and I think they're structural skiff poles, but they needed them there. Oh, Jif, it's, 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 uh... Okay, calm down, Skiffy. Uh, so you, did you, you saw the guys, you talked to the guys. Oh, I did. And what, what, what did James say? Did, 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 what, what is he, are they close to figuring it out there? Oh, 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 oh. Okay, uh, I should have. Okay, um. What did did uh, James say that everything's going to be okay? Oh, 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 oh. Okay. Did you did you stay calm and not panic them? Like, but panic them the right amount? Did the, can you just answer me in yes or no questions? Can, okay, let's breathe. I don't know why. Okay, actually, maybe I should think about this. Why are you so so? Did they, they, okay, yeah, yes or no questions. Can you handle it? Oh, yes, yes, I can handle it. Okay. Uh, 
Did, did they give you good news or bad news? Oh, it's not a yes or no question. Well, you got me already. Uh, do you have bad news? Yes. Uh, do you, did, you, did you get good news, too? Yes. Yes, very. Oh, Jeff, I get the best news. Okay. And you, you, this interstellar travel or whatever is messing, messing you up a little bit. You sound different. Oh, this is bad news. Okay, what's what was the good what's the good news? Tell me the good news. Oh, so James said that uh he thinks me lady wanted me to know she's dating an angel because she wanted me to know she's dating an angel. Okay, I think I, so she was telling you that she's dating an all-powerful angel. And that she's performing at heavenly nightclubs, and that because, because, okay, that sounds like great news. Great, great. So, what about any other good news? Did you get any other good news? Oh, Jeff, I, uh, uh, oh, that I, I probably have. It's probably good news, and that James, oh. Okay, okay, let's just go back to the yes or no questions. Uh, have they found, has James and R.W. found any sinners yet? No. Did they sound like they could find a fix in the next couple of days before everything gets uh, de-existed? No. Okay, did they sound, did they, did you, did you... Get the point across that it's an emergency and that the angels are going to de-exist uh, hell, earth, humanity. But won't he won't they won't de-exist us. We'll get put in mere prisons for eternity and float through space. Yes, they they understood that. Okay, so did James think of a plan did James think anything? Because I, I I've been thinking here, I've been doing some calculations. But did James uh, or R.W., did they come up with anything? Uh, yes, yes, James has a plan. Okay, so James has a plan. Uh, no. Okay, you just said James has a plan. Okay, I meant he has a kind of an idea. I guess it's not a plan, so that's why I said no. Okay, okay, so I, I don't, we're gonna. We're empowering, so no need to feel uh, sad and powerless right now. Okay, are you with me? I'm going to put my... Oh, Chiff, Chiff, you're you're inspiring me almost. Well, yeah, we're kind of in desperate straits, or desperate states. I don't, I never know to that one. Uh, so we, so we, we really got to figure this out. Okay. So he said, lie to the angels. Okay. Lie to the angels. Okay, so lie to the angels about what? Oh, uh, okay. He said because R.W.'s having a play. That's their plan. That was their original plan. Okay, so that, so that sounds like R.W.'s plan. Yes, that was R.W.'s plan. And, but he's having a play, and James said, well, what would the angels do if God was attending R.W.'s play? Okay, hold on, because I, 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 I guess I don't, maybe being in hell, you lose your ability to laugh, but I'm almost laughing. So, he wants me to tell the angels... So God's not really good. No, no, of course not. So he wants me to tell the angels that God's going to R.W.'s play. What's this, what's this play called? Uh, case 
Uh, sinners, sinners on, tr no, case, casing, a case for sin. It's about, okay, that's sound. okay, so, that, I, I, actually, okay, so this all, this makes sense. So, they want me to just uh, get, get a hold of the angels and tell them, okay, uh, God's going, no, no, that's not going to, huh. I mean, you can't just tell the, the, the angels will see right through. I don't, I don't know. I mean, we're in hell. I don't know about, I, normally I wouldn't lie to angels, uh, Skiffy. What? Well, I, I totally, those angels stole my girl. Okay, so, but uh, this is an extreme circumstance. Save, save humanity, lie to angels. That's not really right. Am I right? Am, am I in a, oh, Jeff, I, oh. Okay, never mind. You think you spent too much time with the soul and it's finally getting to you. Oh, Jeff, I guess so. Okay, so uh, so we get a hold of the angels. What, Jeff, how do you get a hold of an angel? I'd like to call the angel. I'd like to get a hold of uh, Megaria and just tell her and, and say, I'll tell her, see see if she sent him, if she was trying to make me jealous, you know. If she if she told me she was going out with an angel, I think it said you ne never you never have to worry about me again. That's what the note said. Remember, right? But this is James, not R W. This says it said, uh, okay. Well, you, uh, well, how do you get a hold of the angels, Jeff? Because I didn't know. Do you say? Well, believe it or not, you pay. You, you you've been in hell. You you page the angels. You page the angels. Yeah, you page them. That's what I call it, because back there used to be these things called pagers on Earth before cell phones. Do you follow any earthly stuff? Well, we've been talking about it a lot for the past... Okay, so you know what's talking about cell phones and smartphones. And this was that phone I tried to design, that was... But uh, before cell phones, they had these things called pagers. And you couldn't really communicate on it, except you know somebody was trying to get a hold of you. It would buzz, and then you would say, it would have, uh, I'm trying to think, without any examples. Okay, so see this dirt here, this dirt, uh, remember what rectangle is like a skiff. Yep, rectangle is a skiff, exactly. And that's a touchscreen. Remember we talked about the touchscreen. So this smaller rectangle, see how it's turned? That's a pager. And see the tiny screen on there? So the pager... No touching. Remember, I was showing you the touch screen. Oh yes, yes. Remember, Megaria. She. I think she. Okay. So, so the angels have a phone. Now, this is. I'm trying to explain a technology. I don't know why I'm explaining this. I think it's comforting. Maybe it helped me think of some solution. Okay. So just hear me out. Oh, Jeff, you're thinking. Okay, this is your process. I know. I. I, I, I Okay, yeah, and I know your process is love, so it's okay. So this smaller rectangle, see this is a little screen there inside that smaller rectangle within the small rectangle, but it only can show numbers. And remember we talked about phone numbers, which I thought they would get rid of that, but, but, but they, they stuck with it for a while. But so that screen, if someone, they would call this number, which make your pager make a noise and vibrate. And then the number they wanted to call would appear on there. Am I making sense? So you'd be paged, and then you would call uh, whoever tried to get a hold of you know they were getting a hold of you. 
Right, right, exactly. Like a signal. A signal. Get a hold of me. Right, exactly. A signal. A page. It's called a page. So angels have those. Not exactly. I mean, I think for a while they called it prayer, but it didn't. You know, the guardian angels. This is where it came from. We we worked on a lot of these ideas for the guardian devils. Uh, but we scrapped a lot of it, which... I mean, we still had a way to locate them, luckily. But that was a GP. Anyway, not important. The angels, it was like back when you had a guardian angel, you just, if if you, uh, if you intend to reach them, they get paged. A signal, you send them a signal. Yeah, you like say your uh, guardian angel's name is Meg. Okay, so you say, Megaria. Hey, I'm ha- I'm having the worst time getting a hold of you. Please, well, she's not an angel, so so we don't want to co- we don't want to page another angel name. Don't think since we're not really trying to do it. But so you think of them. So that's how I just got to think and say, and then one of, they'll come. Oh, so you're gonna page one of the arch archangels? Well, they they're count counselors. They say. I don't know what I don't I don't know I I because they don't they keep they don't tell me anything except they say you're on a need to know basis puny they call me a puny human and they say you don't even belong and they say well I'm still kicking Jeff you've you've gotten quite an attitude down here you've really well this is what I've been I mean I mean I I was a titan a corporate you know I was a corporate titan okay I forgot you crushed the retail empires. So you're going to page an angel and they'll come down and you'll lie to them and say, well, yeah, I don't think that's going to work, though, because the thing is, they don't do well with this direct stuff. Uh, they don't either. They'll know I'm lying or they'll take it the wrong way. I don't see them believing if I say, hey, you just want to get a hold of you and let you know God's going to be at RW's. Oh, Jeff, I'm laughing. Yeah, so I guess you can laugh down here. So, yeah, and they'll say, well, why'd you tell me that? That's how they, that's how they kind of, t- that's how they speak to me, at least, and I guess because I'm the, so I don't think, pay, I, I don't know. Oh, man. Well, do you think if you got a hold of them, whenever you figure it out, could you also say, could you also have them get a message to Megaria? Well, I don't know if they do. They're not really, as I said, I think one of them even said, I'm not a messenger. Because I tried to get about this uh, sabbatical thing. Because they said, can we get some help here? And they said, you've made your bed. So, so, why, what, did you, did you, well, I just thought you could sneak them a note and then maybe they could just do the telephone thing. Remember the telephone game when we play, used to play that with the Giants? Yeah, that was fun. You, you, you were not good at that game. Yeah, Megaria would get so mad at me. She would be furious. Yeah, all the furies, they didn't like playing telephone. Ah, uh, but so that's not going to work. Oh, wait, so you was with telephone. Maybe a leak, you're right. If we leak something. Hmm. Like, uh. Well, what if, like, a note? So, dear Megaria. Okay, so, like, uh. What about this? We make, uh. How do you feel about making a trip up there, Skiffy? A trip to heaven, I think I could do too. Would I be able to see Megaria? 
Well, yeah, what about this? We make an invitation uh, to the play, to James Cash Benny's play. A Case for Sin, actually, is a pretty, it's decent. James Cash Benny presents A Case for Sin. You and a guest are invited. And we'll put in there, you know, something secret, secret, the supreme, you know, almighty. I don't know. I don't have the exact, is that verb? I don't have the exact language, but we'll put something there. In attendance, you'll have the, you'll have the honor of being in the honor, the honored guest of the almighty uh, I'm omnipotent, benevolent. Okay, can we put frillies on the invitation? I mean, I don't. I, I, we'll have to be like put together every resource we have just to make an invitation down here. But uh, I think I have some craft paper uh, somewhere. Remember? Oh, yeah, the craft paper. We, yeah, so we could we could we'll we'll make something, and. And then you could say, geez, if you show up up there, and you'll be the leak. Do you, do you understand? Okay, so I'm going to go up and invite Megaria to come with me to the play to win her back. Yeah, pretty much. You'll go up to heaven. And I think I can get you in there, right into her performance. I'll have to see if I can, you know, I'll figure out. I'll drop you in the nightclub. You wait till they're done, and, you know, don't do anything too obvious, you know. There's subtlety with these angels. They can't, they think they can't, you know, direct confrontation, no. Direct confrontation, no. So subtle, you get caught, and then you'll see, or you just give it to Megaria, maybe her boy, that's it. You give the note to Megaria, they'll probably, then I'm going to have to get you out of there, you know, because they'll be... But make sure you get seen giving it to her. We don't. We can't have her hiding the thing. Or say, don't show your boyfriend. You know, because I can take you or my... I don't know. I'm not good with the jealousy. You know, James is better with that. But And then you can say... Then you... Uh, and then her boyfriend will read it. And then that'll leak. It should leak out. It should, I think that's going to work. Because there's no way they could risk de-existing hell. I don't think you can even do it. But but it's it'll recon. I think this will work. I, I it's crazy enough to work. You have to get caught though, or like giving her it. I think you have to get caught giving her it in front of her. You know. Okay, so I'm gonna give this to Megaria. Yeah, but make sure you give it to her. Make sure you get seen. And make sure there's a little bit of a tussle, and then we'll, we'll get you out of there. Okay, so let's go work. Let's go, let's get to work. Can we do? Can we make it into a heart? Uh, no, it's a case for James Cash Penny's the case for sin. Oh, that's good. You know, you can't. We'll have to put R W on. Uh, may, I guess he would have to take some kind of credit. How could we do it so the angels would believe? Well, they just never believe it's R W's. We'll just put our Richard Warren, and they'll put and James Cashpenny in tiny letters, and they'll know James. Oh, Jeff, you're so good. Okay, let's go work on it. Okay, hello, everyone. This is the narrator again, and it's Jeff and our friend Skiffy went off, and they worked on the 
the invitation, and now I have to do a extra, little extra narration because what happened next is quite loud because Jeff sent Skiffy up into the one of the wonderful uh, heavenly nightclubs, a beautiful, you know, light like neon, mirrors, atmosphere within atmosphere, all the beautiful angels of all from all the corners of the globe, rubbing elbows, looking, you know, as they see themselves, and just there to relax. I, I guess I don't know enough as the narrative, you know, what's writing here, but in he- in a heavenly corner of heaven, and that's what this nightclub is called, which is a mouthful, the heavenly corner of heaven, performing uh, this very night is the Furies and Medusa. And just as they're finishing up their set and the crowd is going wild, you know, across the sky, barely detectable as a spectral trail. You could tell you like that spectral trail. And materializing, and then unfortunately right at the apex of this song, and I think it was like a little bit of a pandering to the 80s, I think it was uh, never going to get it, never going to get it, never going to get it. Uh, I think it's an En Vogue song, but falling right on stage, right on to uh, luckily missing Medusa, because I don't know, you know, angels are resistant, but I don't know about Skiffy. Blumbering uh, onto two of the Furies, including Megaria. He falls, then he falls off stage onto a table. Then he stands up and he does this little, oh, oh, me love, me love, oh, me. A bit like that, then falls over another table. And then the nightclub goes, you know, silent. And I think there was even a record scratch, heavenly record scratch, probably just, I don't know if heaven has its own ambient self-aware sound effects to fit uh, things, but it goes ramp. He falls again. You know, glasses are breaking. People are harumphing angels. I guess they're not people. And he's apologizing and backing, and Megaria's glaring, and then Megaria's boyfriend, who is this massive angel, clearly one of their a burly class. I don't know. It, 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 I think he, he may have been like the man on the paper, was it paper, a brawny man in another life, but the real one. But he, he was the beard and red, I said, jeepers, creepers. And then he says, oh, my love, my love, oh, and she's glaring, and then he gets on his knee, and she's talking through her teeth, I can't believe you, what are you doing here? And he said, well, you sent me, you said you, was this your, and then he went over to her boyfriend. Now, the whole time he's holding this, uh, this invitation and, you know, there's angels. They say, who is this? Who is this clown? The show is ruined. The stage manager and the nightclub manager. And then he's talking to the boyfriend. He's covered in uh, drinks. Mostly, I think they drink a lot of blue Hawaiian type drinks there. A couple purple. I said, is that a purple Hawaiian? So covered in drinks, some Kool-Aid, too. They said, you know, they're making all these artisanal things. And they said, well, that's a throwback. 
to back when they had Kool-Aid on Earth or something. I don't know. So then he falls, and the boyfriend says, what is this? And Megan is like, get over here, you know. So then he goes over to her, gets on his knee again, says, I'd like to invite you. Then the stage manager says, what is this? Microphones are on, too, so this is amplified. Reads the thing. Someone says, are you in a tr- where are you from? There's rustling and hustling and... Is it maybe even an alarm somewhere? I don't know how. I mean, definitely pagers are going off. Uh, the boyfriend goes over to Megaria, who's still saying, then she shrugs her boyfriend, the angel's things off, then he tries to put his wing around her. And Medusa does some, says something to the angel, the brawny angel, like, hit the road. Then you definitely hear, and then there's a whole reading to play. People laugh when this says Richard Warren Sears, and I hope he doesn't hear this because there was things thrown. And then they said, and James, and then they said, he even got a couple of cheers from angels, this James Cash Penny. And then they said, is it? And then they said, well, you know, I don't know again the language. I don't, I can't exactly see the invitation, but Supreme Almighty something. And then there's gasps, and I don't know if it's plural, I don't know. Or earth, it could have been earth, I don't know. Uh, and then uh, what, and then debating, and then said, where did you get this? And then he says, then he suddenly, that thing where you sense the thing is starting, like on Star Trek, the winding up sound, and they say, why word? And then, then actually the some sort of a general... They storm in, they take the thing, they say, well, and they're demanding, and they're surrounding him. And then he looks at Megaria, and he says, will you go with me? This is a once in a, a lifetime, once in a something, other. and then whoosh, he's gone. And the angels stare in shock, and some of them have questions in their eyes. And that's the end of our episode, folks. Good night. There's some new DJs on the radio stations. I like this. These are these are reviews of some of the new DJs. Does what he says he'll do. That's for C Nash on thirteen oh three. Yeah, monotonous and boring. Five stars. And then they say, "Loving sleep with me." They're talking about the Windy City Opera Man. I forget what station that is. This Chicago's finest opera, all opera, all the time. This is the Windy City Opera Man bringing you the dulcets and the divas. And they say, well, these are notoriously uh, poor operator or opera libretto or libretto or whatever. And they have the worst time falling asleep during operas because they love it, but they've tried every method and then they heard about it on the local news. They gave it a try. Five stars, wonderful. Here's a station. I don't know if I'd listen to it or not. Is it interesting? No. Five stars, though. And this is a, you think this is a shortwave station, MIV-16. We put the, we put the give in the MIV on MIV-16. And they just say, does it work? It's M-I-V-16, MIV-16. We, 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 all we play is ween. Sweet. And now with this one, but the radio show is a heart. Listening the whole time, so this is long overdue. 
been through a lot. Uh, this radio station changed my life. It's a labor of love, sweet slumber, sleepy crew of listeners around the world. If you don't get it, just try a different episode and uh, soon it'll make sense. Give it a few nights. Uh, move around and uh, look around. Don't miss a ray. And this is uh, Mouse Trip Radio. Mouse Trip. The radio's so good it makes a mouse trip on Mouse Trip. I don't know what number it is. I say one one oh nine nine mouse trip. You listen to uh, yeah. And one oh nine nine mouse trip radio. Okay, this is a Finnish station. I've never I have to admit I've been deprived of Finnish radio to this point. And they say thank you, Scooter. Sleep will sleep to this radio station every night. Works great and fast too. Out like a late in ten minutes. So grateful. And that's for the DJ, uh, Jen Jen Helen. I don't know if that's Helena, but uh, it sounds good, Jen Jen Helen. Oh, that's the radio station, maybe, not the DJ. Jen Jen Helen Radio, Finland's finest, Jen Jen Helen. There you go. Uh, this station's wonderful. It's a uh, Nick 59427. I don't think my radio has that station. Maybe it's just 50. I don't know if my radio station has a 50. It's 590. So maybe it's 594.27 on your radio dial. And it's just wonderful. Five stars always works. Yeah, 597. 594.27 on your radio dial. Nick Radio. Thank you. Here's This is another good one. This is a on your AM dial. Mimic 325 on your AM dial. Is it strange? Yes. Uh, sleep double? Yes. Uh, surreal, boring, uh, funny, lull you into sleep. Best solution. Check out Mimic 32.5 Radio. Hell yeah, I just like doing that, I guess. Here's this another nice review. This is uh, put me, puts me in a good mood. Hilarious, uh, humor, interesting topics, soothing. They prefer to listen to it while meditating or mood boost. They love it and they enjoy it. That's it. This is a new station. I think it might be a political, positive politics. It's, it's Angela T. Radio. And this is a one. This is an Australian. I, again, I, I think I've listened maybe one or two. They could not love this station more. Five stars. So thankful. Used to be bothered by anxiety or trouble getting to sleep. First they checked out this station and they said, what the? But then they said, oh, wait, I love this. It's so boring. And they never managed to say it. Stay awake five stars. And that's just Sean Arg. Sean Arg Radio. The Thunder from Down Under. Sean Arg Radio. It's another Australian station. I can't, I can't recommend it enough. Five stars. Raving about this station. I normally fallen asleep, but uh, this voice conditioned them to sleep. Only downside is they're relying on it, and they have no idea what they're talking about. And that's a good thing. And this is a cool station. Must be a competitor of mine, Sleepy Oscal. Sleepy Oscal. Putting a pause in the Oscal. Sleepy Oscal Radio. I like that the way that sounded. <laughs>